Welcome to the family. We don't have Tom or Catherine yet, but they will be here soon. But we do have... Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. Alex yeah. Bernard Rasmussen. Andy Bernard. And Melissa Bernard. We will be right back. We'll be right back with Tim. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, how long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or a Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. We have Tim on the phone. Yes, we do. Hi, Tim. Hello. And I see that Catherine Brandt has uh, posted breaking news on Twitter. Do we have a sounder for breaking news? Usually the news is uh, politician says thing Tom doesn't like. What did she well, say? This one it. involves politicians. Oh, God. I got the first notification uh, 20 seconds ago, but Catherine beat everybody to this. But five minutes ago, you want to you wanna tell everybody? Maybe you told everybody already. I don't, I don't know None it. None of us know You're this. the only one that knows. <laughs> Well, isn't Catherine there? No, no she's, she's not here not either. Here either. Yeah. yeah, they're trapped in their oh, house both of by them a delivery are. van. Well, then yes. the breaking news is New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has just resigned. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Catherine Brandt broke the story, the breaking man. <laughs> news, Catherine Brandt. Oh, I bet that's what was on the TV downstairs. <laughs> the, the, the KBNS. Oh. The Catherine Brandt News Service. Mm. Yes, the, the most important information <laughs> site you'll ever come by. Oh, so he actually... He resigned. He, he capitulated. Oh, he didn't have a choice, did he? he I but don't I did, think so. Other than to just pretend like, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Yeah. Or like a former oh, uh, president? Yes. <laughs> the way he was so defiant and for so long, Yeah. he just, I'm not going to, and... That was it, and amazingly, the story died down. I suppose, obviously, lots of other things going on, and you got your news cycle that we turn through every day, mm -hmm. and it just fell off the radar for a while. I mean, it seemed for a long time 
that he was actually getting away with the, you know, not resigning. Well, Wendy speculates that he resigned because of a deal. They won't prosecute him if yeah, he resigned. Yeah, there's definitely, there was I definitely. I have a feeling is yes. absolutely what happened. Well, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, they uh, don't. They don't walk away from this thing with nothing. There's no, no question about that. Yeah. And then he'll have his apology tour, and then he'll write the book. Yeah, he'll be on Oprah. Yeah, Oprah. probably. Andy and I have been watching Twenty Four. Right now. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. because we were like... I never saw it. Andy never I've saw never it. I've never seen it. Really? It was the and first time, yeah. I've never and we've been seen watching it, it. We're in season two, and like pretty much every five minutes, we'll make you a yeah, deal. We'll make you a really, deal. <laughs> and I'm like, think, that's probably what happened. Oh, yeah. It's truly... Yeah, Melissa, well, I think it really has a lot of power through at least season four. It's kind of hit and miss after that, but it is still damn oh, yeah. good series. Yeah, the one that I remember the most is the one with the actor... From the Mummy. Oh, he was he played the Mummy. Yeah. Oh, no, oh. Um, uh, not the Scorpion. Is that who that was? I don't know his name, but it was in the like, the later Mummy series. You know, the with Brendan, Mummy. Yeah, with Brendan Fraser. He okay. played the Mummy, and yeah, I Arnold think Vosloo. it was season four. Oh, okay. It could have been Odette Fair too. Let's yeah, that's, it just that's it was a great knows. concept that. You know, eventually, kind of fell victim to political correctness. Right? Oh, did it? And yeah, oh. yeah. But you, you know, and and not not so much reflected in the series, just the criticism of it. Oh. Um, but you know, I mean, it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty amazing series, which they tried to reboot without any luck for one yeah. season with with uh, not Jack, but a new guy. Yeah, I think uh, I remember in, in the same sort of situation. That, yeah. But yeah, we've been watching it, so it's kind of funny with that she says a deal because it's like every, like I said, every yeah. five to ten minutes in the show, it's like we'll make you a deal if. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the other word you're going to hear a lot in it is we've been compromised. Yep. It's been compromised. Yep. Compromised. <laughs> but We're, you know what? That, yeah. That's great. I mean, there are so many great shows out there that kind of fall by the wayside. And look, I mean. I don't know how many years it's been over with, but there are seven seasons of it, and I've only seen one season of Breaking Bad. So eventually, at some point in my life in the next few years, I hope to start watching it. So, you know, that's the great part about these series. They're around for people to go back and and, uh, see. So, yeah, that's great. That's a great show to pick up on, and clearly you're into it if you're already into season two. Yeah, I I never really cared for Breaking Bad. I don't know why. You know, it's weird because... A friend of mine kept on telling me every time I saw him, best pilot of a TV show I've ever seen. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. After a couple months, I finally watched the pilot. And look, I do it all the time as a movie reviewer. I get excited about a movie. I probably hype it up too much. And then, you know, by the time people get around to watching it, it's like, well, what is all the hubbub about, yeah. you know? So, you know, it might have been one of those deals where since I was so hyped, it just fell short of expectations, and maybe if I picked it up again, maybe I'd feel differently. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, honestly, I just have enough problems keeping up with the two new movies I got to review every week, <laughs> you know. And then and I, my re, I review streaming shows as well, so those, I'm committed to doing at least four new, fresh out of the box series or movies every week. So yeah, it's it's tough to get back to those old ones. That's for sure. Do uh, did now the, on Breaking Bad? Wasn't it based on the premise that this uh, poor teacher didn't have proper health care to take care of his cancer? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was. Yeah, he know, has a son with CP. Oh, uh, yeah. Terrible mm-hmm. palsy. So and he, um, and his insurance and, just wouldn't take care of anything. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I gathered. Well, I Look, think, I mean, I certainly well, remember a lot of the, the first, uh, <laughs> you know, that that pilot episode. It's a it's a great premise. He's a chemistry teacher who apparently finds the perfect math formula. Well, I think it was less together with an old student to do it. It was less about insurance and more about wanting to leave money for his family. Well, because they, by the time well, he discovered well, he had cancer, it was too late. It was already fatal. And they didn't have any money because right. so much had gone into his son's health care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so he, it was, he like, was like, if I'm going to die yeah. anyway, so, I might as well do something illegal to make a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess, you know, it, obviously when you work in the business and, and you're, you're scanning headlines all the time, I mean, I know how the show ends, but in between I also know, 
you know, that he transformed into this infamous drug lord, you know, went from the mild-mannered chemistry teacher in high school to a real SOB. So, you know, it sounds interesting, and, you know, again, at some point, I'll give it a shot, but again, seven seasons, it's like, geez. Just like people tell me I should see Better Call Saul, but I think that's on season five or six right now. Is well, it? I'm sure I'd love it because I love Bob Odenkirk, but again, it's like, man, where's the time? I guess, I guess my my question really centers around what then? What's the what the the premise is an is an indictment of the teachers' union or the healthcare system? I don't well, think you're supposed to think about that, it. That could be, and that that again makes it another makes for another interesting angle and another reason to get interested in the show. We have I've, a phone call. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Who's the caller? Hi, Tim. You there? Yes. Hey, it's Craig. Craig, how are you? Hey, how are you? Good, good. Is there a little delay here? Because you're calling from Texas, aren't you? Yeah, a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah, there's a... How are you doing? It's, it's all the migrants. Uh, <laughs> did you see the Green Knight? No, I did not. It did not screen for critics here and uh if it doesn't screen you know the window sort of opens and shuts and uh that's weird i wonder why they didn't screen what, yeah i don't know i don't know you know there, there are certain it's really strange because the studios now with the pandemic don't even represent all the major titles coming up like so for example um there's reminiscence coming up with hugh jackman on the 20th with warner brothers but the minneapolis uh, PR office hasn't been activated, so therefore it won't screen. So you know it's it, you know it's it's just a weird thing. Um, but yeah, so no, no, I did not see it. So I'm hoping at some point I'll see it on on home video and review it, it that way. It's it's a the Green Knight is is one of the one of the few films I actually went to the theater to see. I haven't uh-huh. been to the theater for like about two years. Wow, and. The Green Knight was showing at this this theater, so I went. I'm a big fan of this uh, of the director, uh, Tim. I'm going to tell you this right now. It's probably one of the best films I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Wow! Oh, it, <laughs> it is. Well, wow! That and it's it just open. Did this open opposite the Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Did. Oh, okay. Which is and, interesting. We'll talk about that in a second, Tim. I'll tell you, I've never seen such a beautiful movie in my whole entire life. Really? And wow. It was it was probably one of the best acted, one of the one of the most beautiful. Uh, I'll tell you, I cannot talk, I cannot stop thinking about this film. It was absolutely wow. beautiful. The acting was amazing, and it's it's a crying shame that not a lot of people are seeing this. And also, and that's uh, Patel you, in it, you, correct? Yeah. Did you see Pig with Nicolas Cage? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. In fact, I interviewed Alex Wolf from the film. Um, who is a great actor, by the way, yeah. in the movie Hereditary, a nightmare of a film. And I mean that in the, in the most complimentary sort of way. <laughs> but Nicolas Cage, clearly the best performance he's done in years in that film. It's, 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 one, it's, it's, it's also a really excellent film, and that nobody's watching it for some yeah. reason. Now that did, I, I, mean, I, I Nick- should note that that is available now on video, premium video on demand. For people to rent, oh, it's you, only in the theater it, it, for a couple it, it, weeks, and I think it's a twenty dollar price tag. But believe me, it, after well Willy's Wonderland, the worst piece of crap that uh, that uh, that um, Nick Cage ever did, this one is one of the best he's done in a long, long time. He huh. he 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 was absolutely amazing in that film, and I paid the twenty dollars to watch it on demand. I feel bad that I didn't see it in the theater. Oh, because okay. So you I, did. I, so you did rent it on demand. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah it's good yeah. that people are supporting it, and that's really the only way people will get to see it. If, if it's not, you know, it doesn't hit, you know, in theaters. I mean, it's people talking about it. So I'm glad you brought it up. And and here's my clincher, Tim. Uh, I got invited to a screen of Dune. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And I I can't. I cannot. You will be blown away. Really? It is. I know that I just said the Green Knight is, but uh, I saw I saw the full film, uh, Dune, and 
it is it, it, it's a film that you will never it, it, it is absolutely very complex it's beautiful the, the, the acting is amazing and and let me tell you this though it's the, the best thing about Dune that's going to come out is is the special effects that this movie really? cranks out it is well, it makes it makes all those Star Wars movies all those Star Wars movies look amateur wow. like <laughs> the the special effects were just absolutely amazing well, I can tell you, Craig, one guy that's probably excited to hear this is on uh, on the show here, Dr. Basham. Mm -hmm. And I were talking about this last week because, um, and hopefully you can tell me, I mean, a, a, a buddy of mine, actually, and who's called into the podcast a couple times, David Dasmelchin, plays Piter DeVries Piter. in Dune. He, and uh, he, so I'm he, excited to see he it. He is amazing. He, he, the guy who plays Piter? Yeah. He's absolutely, it's scary. He's actually a very <laughs> scary figure. Well, he plays Polkadot Man is, in the Suicide Squad, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm really excited so, so, to see him in that. The only the only bad part about this movie is that it stops halfway through the book, so hmm. it stops June at, two. at a very. I thought there was three parts. Or is it? Th I, th the, I thought it was going to be in three parts. It was a it was a trilogy. It, 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 yeah, it's going to be a trilogy. But the first movie, though, uh, the last part of the the last probably like hour of this film is is like <laughs> like maybe like chapter like fifteen of the of the book. And and you're going to like it's I've I've never felt so angry that I can't finish the film <laughs> after watching after watching this movie because wow. they live they leave they leave it at such a such a really critical cliff cliffhanger and you're just like damn it like where's the rest of the film and that's all i gotta say about that mm. it, it, it is i mean the baron the baron harkonnen or harkonnen when you see yeah. him come on screen for the first time it is probably one of the best scenes you'll ever see in your life it is so artistic and you know like you know hr geiger Mm -hmm. Yes, the it is a he the the set designs for for the the villain is a hundred percent H R Geiger inspired, dark black oil. It's 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 mind blowing. You know, Geiger is pretty much the guy that inspired, uh, or did he help actually design Alien? Stuff Alien, yep, that's right. He did help, yeah. I think. No, well, they, they completely used him as inspiration. This will be interesting because, uh, Ralph, when this does screen, you're coming with me because I want to see the film from a couple different points of view. I have never read any of the Dune stuff. Oof. So, you know, that, you know, in, well, in a sort of way, I, I like to just give it that film perspective, film only perspective, because a lot of people don't read the source material. So, you know, I, I, I have to I look at it from Tim. that point of view. Tim, I read all the books. Okay, and let me tell you this: is this this book, this movie, is is so it's so focused on the source material. It's literally like it's it's right ripped right out of the book. Oh, that's there's good. no there's no lib, there's no uh, changes or anything. It's literally the book, hmm. and that's the most amazing part of this movie. Yeah, the, I, the the trailer, the parts of the trailers that I've seen, uh, I think to a certain extent follow the original French um, the French interpretation which was uh, well not French but it, the, the Alejandro Jodorowsky did a, yep. a preparation for this feet. yeah and they uh, they were going to have Salvador Dali play the emperor uh, so, so th no this, in, in this movie is heavily like that old Dune movie, the 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 one that wasn't made. It's heavily they use a lot of influence in the in in that from that move from that source for this movie. Yeah, you'll it, you'll notice it if you watch the documentary. You can point out exactly what they picked out. And and who did who does the documentary the of the production is who hosts that? Um, oh, let's see here. Oh come on, he. But, he also did. He did did, did the. Uh, he hosted this. Is it the is it the documentary from 2013? No, no, no. The, uh, the documentary. No, it's. I'm sorry. The current. Um, it, there was a interview 
with most of the cast done by oh, what? No, Colbert, Frank, Colbert. Pa- Frank, yeah. Frank Pavich. No. Pavich, whatever. Colbert. Colbert, yeah. Colbert. No. He did one, and he's a, he, according to him, as his introduction, he's a huge Dune fan. Oh. And he's seen this, and he says, this is, this is way different, way better than anything this he is, expected. This is, this is like, this is on the level of Lord of the Rings, the first three movies, of, of how good and how amazing it is. Hmm. So. All right, Tim. I I, I got to go, but I'm telling you, buddy, you got to check out the Green Knight. You'll you'll love it, and and it's it's amazing. I I will certainly put it on my list again. I probably won't get to it until it comes to video, but uh, yeah, most certainly. Goes, I mean, I, goes, I, I you know I had it on my calendar for one I was going to review, but again, if they don't present it to us, there's really nothing I can do about it. So it yes, goes uh, streaming on the it goes streaming on the first of September. Oh, good, good. Good to hear. All right, well, then I will check it out then. All right, talk to you later, man. All right, good to talk with you, Craig. Talk to you later, bye. Yeah. You know, you really wonder if the uh, box, or the lack of box office turnout for that is that there's just not a lot, of, a lot of people going to the theaters, and they're pretty much picking the number one or perceived number one Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. And the the any, any the also rans just aren't getting the viewership. Yeah. Well, I mean, when's the last major Dune piece of media that came out? Like the movie in '84. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of a it's a very like you know it's an on ice franchise, but I, from the sound of it, it's gonna be a big thing again because Craig was uh, couldn't have been more complimentary. Yeah, and it's it, the thing. Thing about it, that's a hard thing. It's to, not for everyone. It's not. That's a hard thing to franchise to Pe- kids. People go into it thinking, "Oh, it's like Star Wars," but no, it's not like Star no, Wars. No, no. In fact, you know what? I uh, just because I wrote this piece on David, uh, you know, obviously poking into his character and who he serves, who is the Baron, and then I read the description of the Baron. And it's like, oh my god, this guy's a monster. You know, and so, and the other thing yeah. about, about the Baron, the Baron is gay. Oh, really? And the Baron is gay, and also the Baron is the father of Jessica, or the the grandfather, yeah. or the father of Jessica. So it it, it when when you start it, it, the complexity of the novel and the mm-hmm. and the plot is 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 much like the Ring. We huh. you have these elements of incest. You have these elements of uh, deities. It is it is a fascinating kind of a thing to see, but it is such a complex story, and 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 I'm just hoping that they will have some of the background of some of these other characters because until you hear that background of what the the witches do, what their goal, their whole um, universal philosophy is, what the guild does, and their universal philosophy, until you understand that, the movie is really confusing. But once you get some of that background, which I hope they'll touch on, then it makes a lot more sense. Well, by the sound of this, but Craig was saying, you know, since they only, what do you say, they stop halfway through the book, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, in all likelihood, then we're, we are going to get that backstory. But but what is what is exact? What is the background of the Baron? Because what I read was pretty pretty nasty. Yeah, well, he, he, he's a, you know, he's 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 gay, or they don't really. You know, in the in the book, they sort of insinuate that, and they and they say that how did well then how did you have him have sex with a woman, one of the a, a, a Benny Jesuit Jesuit witch? How did you have have that occur? And the line in the book is through a clever deception. Hmm. So they 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 found out how to get him to impregnate one of the witches so that she could give birth to uh, either uh, uh, Jessica's mother or Jessica. So Jessica's father, I think, is the Baron, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. Oh, it's just, it just, it is bizarre. It is, it, this, just bizarre. It is so messed up. So messed up. <laughs> Sounds great. Really Sounds, odd. Like, Sounds like one not to bring the family to. Yeah, no. it's, it is, it is harsh. And in the original movie, you know, he's pulling the heart plug out of a, a young boy who comes in as, as he's sort of touching him and sort of fawning over him. Uh, they, he pulls the heart plug out and he, and he dies in his arms. It, it is it, this, the well, Josh and I actually say to this day that the original Dune movie is the most disturbing film they've ever seen. Really? No, it, it is. Oh it is God. really disturbing. And you watch it; it is not 
that, that move that whole show's not right. So how much of the other books are going to include in this trilogy? I don't know, um, but it is it is a way to and then. Well, it's, and when is it released? It's released in October. October, mid, yep. Mid October, twenty second. Yeah, we may. Well, we're not going to have enough time for people to show up to Halloween parties as the Baron, or maybe they will. Maybe that'll be people will be showing mm-hmm. up in these sort of costumes and everything like that with still suits. Oh, believe on me, the people who really care, they can carve out these suits in a week. Well, they probably carve well, them out already. The toys are on the shelves already. Believe me, there's a Baron action figure sitting on the shelves. No, I, it's just I, so I, collect, I don't. I don't collect the Dune. Stuff, but I, I see it all the time. No, of the Baron. No, oh, what <laughs> yeah. a disgusting kind of a thing. Yeah, that's it's a very bizarre. weird toy to get your kid. It's like, well, hey, kid, it's, it's in the adult. It's in the uh, in the nerd section. Uh, the, the adult collectors oh. who, who never remove stuff from the box. It's like a Funko like Pop that. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <we're... laughs> well, no, no. It, it's a it's a regular action figure. That and the one of Tim and Lee, Timothy Chalamet. And Rebecca Ferguson. I don't know the names of the characters, but yeah, I think there's a either a, yeah the Javier Bardem one too. He's in the film, but the, yeah, the film has tons of different people that we know, and that's why I was curious to hear about David Desmelchin's role because you know he's he's I don't even know they they have about twenty names. I shouldn't say that. Maybe at least a dozen names on the poster, and David's unfortunately is not one of them. So I'm thinking. Okay, is he a minor character here? I hope not. Yeah, relatively speaking. But it sounds like, you know, if he's if he scares the bejesus out of you, then he probably has a decent sized role, which is good. We are gonna take a break and then in about two and a half minutes we will be back and Tom might join us. We'll find out. <laughs> Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced, professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender? Priority Courier Experts does not have the largest inventory of lease-to-own trucks anymore. Hold on now. Anymore. All right. Fill me in. Pat, who in town buys brand new trucks and immediately puts those rigs into the most honest and ethical lease-to-own program? Priority, that's who. But you said they don't have the largest inventory. Let me spell it out for you. First, Priority orders the finest spec of Kenworth and Freightliner trucks. These rigs cost anywhere between $135,000 to $215,000. That's more than my house. I hope things get better for you, man. Next, a qualified driver sits down with one of Priority's onboarding specialists, reviews the lease-to-own program, and earning potential of partnering with one of the world's largest same-day delivery companies. And shazam! Another partnership is formed, and that driver is on their way to owning that rig in five years or less. That sounds simple. It is that simple. That's why Priority doesn't have the largest inventory of new trucks anymore, because these rigs roll off the lot almost as soon as they arrive. (coughs) Calling all drivers. Take charge of your driving career today. Visit Priority.com or call Robbie, Nick, Chad, or Mike, 651-748-4465, and they'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Yeah, well, I was like that every time you call us tagline. Yeah, I remember when Steve pulled every truck off the road to hang that tagline on the sides. Hey, Pat, your finger's still on the record button? Welcome back to the family with Jimmy. I tried to do my best. Impression your best Timmy, my father. Your, be- your best falsetto. Yeah, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, that's <laughs> me, baby. Well, until that's we- me. Hey, I have to bring up a streaming show that Dr. Basham, in particular, 
must see. Okay. If you don't have it on, if you don't have the Peacock streaming app, which is the NBC Universal app, you can get it for free. Done Roku. Uh, I gave in. I'm paying the $4.99 a month because after the three preview episodes of Dr. Death about Dr. Christopher Dunch, a real-life doctor who may have been the most incompetent or sinister surgeons in the history of surgeons. Wow. Was he the guy who... uh... I had to subscribe to see the rest of the series. It is unbelievable. Believable. Was he the guy who amputated a leg in like 45 seconds or something? What? I'm not sure. Would he use a chainsaw? Let's see here. <laughs> it's uh, funny, you guys are, I can, you all kind of sound echoey or weird. Yeah, their phone is kind of a piece of crap. So if I have to ask you to repeat stuff on top of the fact that I'm <clears throat> half deaf. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's a true story, and and actually, there's a documentary on Doctor Death, um, also on Peacock. It stars a great actor, Joshua Jackson. I think he started out in Dawson's Creek, but he did Fringe, and you definitely know him. And then Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater play uh, doctors. This is in Dallas, in the Dallas area, um, who try to warn the Texas Medical Board about this guy, but. He loses his privileges at one hospital and goes to the next. No, none of the hospitals want bad pubs, so they just give him his recommendation letter, and he goes from Baylor to you know Dallas Medical Center to just to, to, to I think it's Texas General or whatever. It's amazing, but basically, people emerge from his surgeries either maimed or dead. And they're talking about simple back procedures to remove a disc or whatever. You know, simple to them, not to us laymen, but simple to doctors. So, completely fascinating movie, and again, a true story. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of an indictment on uh, just how poorly the medical system um, um, takes care of or monitors their uh, individuals and for someone to lose their license it uh, you almost have to be convicted of a felony yeah, before much. they'll remove your license suspend your license or anything like that yeah well you know, they have to get really creative with that in in the charges that they bring um, it, I won't tell you what they yeah. do but basically it's kind of the same way remember how they nabbed Al Capone Al Capone was nabbed for tax evasion yeah that's you know right. they had to find a way to, to bring this guy down so they have to get very creative in the way that they can try to indict this about it. Pardon me. Oh, we're in the middle of the There show. we are. Here. Oh, okay. Oh we had to unplug it because we couldn't figure out how to turn your... Tim, my dad yeah. just arrived, Easy. so he's getting settled in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, once Tommy has his headphones on, i got to tell him about this series as well. Because it is really one of the best pieces of television I've seen in a long while. Liar. <laughs> Liar, no, good. Hey, welcome, Tom. I'm yes. back, welcome. baby. <laughs> welcome back, baby. I was telling them about it's on Peacock, streaming on the Peacock app. It's called Dr. Death, starring oh, Dr. Yeah. Jackson yep. and Dr. Dunch. Alec Baldwin, the guy we, you know, personally, you can't stand him, but my God, is this guy an incredible actor. No, he is. And uh, he is. Christian Slater. Uh, it's about a real-life doctor, Dr. Dunch, uh, in around 2011, 12, 13, uh, had this penchant for uh, uh, operating on people, simple back procedures, and they would emerge either maimed or dead. Um, and so, so uh, Baldwin and Slater play these pair of doctors who see this going on, and their hands are tied because the system is, is so convoluted that... They, they had to find a creative way to get him indicted eventually. That's exactly right. So convoluted and so difficult to try to speak up or to try to discipline anybody. So, and, and the reality is, you know, I, I've seen it time and time and time and time again in Minneapolis where there are people who will be doing things uh, outside what they really are, are trained to do, horrific, terrible, terrible results, yet no one cares 
No one seems to want to say anything or do anything. And until they really uh, make, a, make, make a bad, bad, bad mistake, you know, it, it has to be a horrific mistake, almost a felony, before anybody will say, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, you know what really sucks about this? And I, God knows if they didn't change laws by now, hopefully they will after people see this series and will be enraged by the fact that I don't know who the governor was at the time. Uh, it, it wasn't Greg Abbott. Um, but because the, 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 the uh, hospitals were so much in the pockets of the politicians, oh, yeah. they capped the medical malpractice um, penalties at 250 grand. So that's all anybody could ever get uh, coming out of a medical malpractice suit in the state of Texas. And it's unbelievable. It's like, you know, they, they, people are dying because of this guy's... It's, it's a weird thing. I want to say he comes off as incompetent, but... You know, at some point you do realize the guy is completely nuts. He's got this God complex. But that's, again, that's how fascinating the series is and how great the portrayals are because you really, he's just not a quote-unquote typical villain here. I mean, it's like, is this guy just stupid? Is it possibly that he wasn't trained well enough, which is something that they try to use as a defense? I mean, it's just amazing. And the other thing is nobody wants to speak up because... This has never been done to a doctor in Texas. So they're afraid that they'll lose their jobs. Watching the way people thought they would lose their jobs outing a certain former New York governor. Who was that that just (laughs) is former for about an hour now? Um, You know, I was telling everybody at the beginning of the podcast, I learned that the first person to break the news on Twitter for me was this new news service, KBNS. The Catherine Brandt news service. Oh, yeah, there you KBNS. go. Exactly. <laughs> KBNS getting it. KBNS, and I even and I asked for a sounder, and I got it, which is great. Oh, you got to have a news sounder. Go. <laughs> and uh, no, but Catherine, she's not there yet, now, is she? No, I don't think she's coming either because she's okay, pretty no. worn. The kids were a little wild this morning, I'll tell you that. Holy <laughs> Yeah, Anna. we slept over at my parents' house last night. They were whipped and up. And they woke up with a lot of vim and vigor this morning. Yes, vim and vigor. Before we went home. I'm like, have fun. Well, you, you make sure to tell Catherine that I am very proud of how she beat all the big major news services uh, with the uh, uh, news of the resignation of governor cuomo he did i I hope he takes his brother with him by the way because his brother's a more Mm. arrogant dick than he is one of the most obnoxious a-holes on tv oh there's no doubt about it and a horrible person in person yeah i mean the guy that was diagnosed with covid and went out on his bike rides without a mask anyway sure absolutely and then when he finally uh passed the uh quarantine deadline they made like an event out of him going outside. For oh, first. sure, absolutely. Even though, even though he had been outside, you know, breaking the rules. You know, there, are, there's the rules, and then there are people like um, what Chris, Chris Cuomo is his set of rules. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then he gets true. confrontational with people when they call him out. You know, so yeah, what a jerk. Um, speaking of jerks, I have to transition did did brian i sent brian a link uh did you guys do a quentin tarantino story yeah this we sure did yeah what a great guy he is to his mother huh what i you know what, what ever jerk. since he called new york cops murderers yeah yeah remember that oh yeah it's like okay man i'm done i'm done and um uh but now i read this and if tom if you'd like to tell if, if fill in everybody on what this guy did because of something his mother said to him as a kid yeah, she was just, look, every parent's going to come to you and go, you know, Tom, it's really great that you want to be in a, you know, on the on the air. But, I mean, you live in North Minneapolis. You're a poor kid. How do you think you're ever going to get on the air anywhere? Just go get a regular job. So I got a job at General Metalware, uh, you know, right out of, after quitting high school. <clears throat> so I didn't hold that against my mother. It's like she just wanted me to go out and make some dough so that I could support myself. And, you know, I, I just... I don't have the the major problems that uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, first of all, he's another arrogant dick. Oh, oh yeah, 
He, he is a terrible guy. But I didn't understand one thing when I got here. You guys were talking about Ralph Basham, and I, why did you bring up Ralph? Because, you know, <laughs> Dr. Death. You yeah. we were talking about Dr. Death. Yeah. <laughs> I said, speaking of Ralph Basham, uh, Dr. Yeah. Death is on Fight the, your tongue. Fight the your new tongue. documentary. The new Actually, documentary. it is a documentary, too, by the way. I just not about Ralph. Yeah. Uh, if it just, well, just one last comment about the Dr. Death thing. You know, if medical schools would do MMPIs, and Myers-Briggs tests on their applicants yeah. or on people they're yeah. thinking of accepting to their medical school, they might be able to to weed out a few of the uh, miscreants that end up being in medicine. You know, well, the, the interesting thing about this guy was he, you know, he was very ambitious and, you know, was going for this groundbreaking, researching this groundbreaking stem cell treatment, you know, to regenerate discs. So you wouldn't have to remove them. I mean, he seemed like a very, very smart guy. So I can get by. I can understand why you could get by with the book smarts, but you have to have time in the operating room, right? Yeah. How do yep. people not see that incompetence or whatever the hell it was that was polluting this guy's brain for him to do what he eventually did? How did they not catch that? Well, there's that's a, the amazing thing. There's a lot. You can't let people like that slide if you see that sort of thing in an operating room. Well, just you like know? just like there are different skill sets in surgeons, there are Hello? different skill sets in the people training those surgeons, and there's different programs, and they're not all the same. Okay. Hello? Did we, did we lose you? Hold on. Oh, here we go. Yep. Oh, there we go. I'm, Time I to get a new now. phone system. Yeah, it sure is. Time to step up. So, all right. Tell me can what you hear me doing. now? Yep, we can hear you just fine. Yeah, so basically, how is it that, okay, yeah, you're book smart and everything, but how did, how is it that when you're you know training and and going for your residencies and all that stuff how do how do people not catch it then uh, I don't get that well or well but if you're in a program that sort of can't get people because it's not that good of a program for a variety of reasons you know they it's hard for them to bounce people out because the doctors who are the, they want to the help you know there, there's there's secondary gain associated with this and I, and I don't know. You know, I went through, and I don't know if I can think of one person that was bounced out of the program. I, I, I'd be shocked. Um, Weird. And there were, and there were a lot, there were a lot of people that. Uh, well, there was one person that when I was a first year resident, uh, you'd come in after they were on call, and everybody would be would, would be sicker than what they started out the night before, and you spent them all the morning trying to get everybody help, well again before you you know before you could do anything else. I mean, that's that's a real thing, and I. That person just didn't get bounced out of the program. They just left and went to a different program. So. Well, one thing that they did point out here was, you know, once it came time to hiring doctors, they, there was such of a shortage that, you know, they were borrowing doctors from other hospitals to do these procedures. So it was kind of like a take-what-you-can-get situation. Yeah, but you don't hire – well, I guess you want to hire a doctor because you know, that, that might indict the hospital. Hospitals want to control the doctors, have them as employees so they get control of the global fee. And there's other pieces to this that may enter in there. But, you know, as far as I don't get hired by a doctor, I'm not, you just apply for privileges, and then you're either given privileges or not. Now, some people are hired by the, by the uh, hospital, but they should go through the same privilege procedure uh, as well. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a fascinating show. You've got to see it. One thing I wanted to get back to uh, with Quentin uh, to, to, to finish up that story is um, his mom said something about you're not going to be a writer in air quotes. Do your schoolwork instead when he was a young kid in elementary school. And because of that, because his parent, uh, his mother told him that and shamed him or whatever, he has never given her one penny of his anything he's made. Right. Uh, and he helped her out of an IRS jam once, but no house, no car, no nothing. And I'm thinking, you petty little prick. It's kind of negative. Well, it's true. She, she gave birth to you for God's sakes. She apparently raised him on his own. I mean, okay, you know, like you said, Tom. You get those things all the time where you're motivated by people. Yeah. You know, did they ever think for a second that maybe she was trying to motivate him to just get his basic schoolwork done? I had a I had a um, a college professor rip my ass uh, when I, I can't remember I was a junior or something on a paper, and 
you know, he says, you'll never last three days out in wherever job you get after this. So it motivated me. So I got like a D minus on that paper, and the next one I turned in was an A. He motivated me. That's what parents do, too. People in life, they motivate you. And he's held a grudge since he was a little boy against his mother because she never thought he would make it as a screenwriter. <laughs> Just a jerk, man. Total jerk. You know, I do have to point out one thing, and this is for people who might not know this. This does change the subject a bit. But I literally just went and bought, uh, I don't know, a couple of big boxes, but uh, apparently it's several bars of solid gold in those boxes. <laughs> I just went and bought printer ink. Yeah. Well, it's toner. Toner. Toner, toner, toner. is very toner. heavy. Yes. Uh, I went and bought uh, two, uh, two boxes of toner for the uh, printer. $250. For toner. Well, to be fair, those cartridges do tend to last. The, like, those cartridges will probably last you a year at least. More than that. So I hope so. Well, well let's really talk to Tommy in two months. God, yeah, no, yeah, toner, toner, toner lasts forever. <laughs> well, good. I That's need why it. if you can, if you can, don't ever buy an inkjet printer or anything else. Oh, yeah. Just buy laser printers because the toner lasts forever. The print quality is much better. Uh, it's just a better overall system. I don't know. I just like I said, I, I I I had to call the bank and go say, listen, if it gets any more expensive, can you front me some dough? <laughs> a little shirt on this donor. Uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? That's all I have to say. So you guys covered all the all the news that uh, Andrew Cuomo resigned. Hopefully, his brother will get fired too, because he's on a a pre. Uh, Pre-planned vacation right now, I notice. But, um, I don't know. We'll see how it all works out in the end. Well, I was saying that now now, uh, Andrew Cuomo will do the apology tour and write a book. Another book? Rolling in the dough. Another book, yeah. Another book. The first book, by the way, which I... I, I, one day I was in um, Barnes & Noble, and I took a picture and sent it to Tom because there was yeah, a bunch of copies yes. sitting there yep. of Andrew Cuomo's book about how he, his leadership helped guide New York through the COVID pandemic. Well, you, you know, know. If, if you'd killed a bunch of old people, it probably would have helped, too. Tim, well, why didn't you do your part? Apparently, part of that impeachment uh, is going to examine that. Good. In addition Glad to that, because apparently they, will, they can, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see if they still will, but they can indeed impeach the guy, and the proceedings were underway. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully they're going to get him on that. And then is there going to be a civil suit as a result of that? I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I mean, who would you sue? Would you sue the state because this is when he was a governor? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. That's a fiduciary responsibility. And that's a good question for Michael Bryant, actually. That's right. Michael, call in. Yeah. <laughs> Fidelity you might. Fiduciary bank. There you go. It all works better? out in the end. Mary Poppins. All right. <laughs> it all works out in the end. That's all I know. Um, I got to ask you a question. Have you guys seen? Because I watched with the kids yesterday. With the grandkids, I watched. Uh, Room on the broom. Room on the broom. Have you ever Room seen on Room the on the Broom? For him, no, adorable. Oh, it's just an adorable. It's a 25, 26 minutes long. It's just really sweet. The kids love it. It was a book. It's a children's book, and then they turned what, it into what, a... Uh, is it on a streaming service or something? Netflix. Or? It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. And we, we watched it a few times around Halloween last year, and then every once in a while, Fawn will ask me to watch it. And we also watched The Gruffalo, which is another children's book turned into a little short, which is really good. I have a question. <clears throat> yes, sir. So you can get it on Netflix for free? Sure can. I bought it. I don't know why you did that. Hmm. Well, what they, why would they put it for sale on one side and then give it to you for free on another? Because I don't like that. like Apple, you have to buy everything unless yeah, you have Apple, like Apple TV+. Plus. There's nothing on Apple anyway other than, other than Ted Lasso. There's you know, it, it, it's funny, though, because, okay, we have um, uh, the Disney Plus which you can get for the $30 free for some movies like yeah. Black Widow or whatever. And then Warner Brothers, where you can watch, if you're a subscriber, The Suicide Squad. And yet, after those disappear from those sites, because um, Warner Brothers, they only play 30 days, 
they still do DVD releases yeah. and, they, and really? Blu-ray, and you see them for sale, and you see them for rent. And it's like, geez, it, is the marketplace as such that are, there are so many people still that do not stream? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Because <laughs> it is so much cheaper than trying to buy everything. You know, I mean, I used right. to have a huge library, and I've donated half of what I've had at least to the library. I, you know, what it, 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 they take up space. Because now you can get everything on digital as part of these streaming services. Yeah, but what happens when the internet breaks? Oh, that's there is a question. That. Yeah, what happens when that's, that's for those of us who want to keep our movies forever. Yeah, that is true. But actually, I, there are movies people. that I buy still. <laughs> one of them is um, 1917. I had to buy that one. Yeah. Um, but that's the last one I purchased, and that was a couple months ago. I can't think of a single movie that I'm like, I need the hard copy yeah, of Yeah, I've never really been like that. I mean, I could go buy it any time. That's yeah. true. You know? It's like know. if... Uh, if it's like back in the day when we collected albums, and now people, yeah. if they're not buying it online, they're ripping it mm-hmm. off somehow. But you have uh, to you know? have a DVD player, and I haven't seen one of those That's for about true. 10 years. Yeah, all those DVD VHS player? tapes you've been keeping, they're not super useful anymore, oh, my unfortunately. Mary-Kate and Ashley <laughs> mm-hmm. VHS tapes. That's the thing, yeah, is, as technology uh, marches forward, all those things that you've been keeping are going to become impossible to uh, play unless you also keep the players and you know VHS well, players alone those, those things weighed like 30 pounds yeah I don't yeah. even yeah we watched VHS or v- VCR I should say oh yeah we watched VHS movies up at Dan's aunt and uncle's cabin yep. and I was like oh yeah mm-hmm, I remember yeah, it rewind and yeah, great decorations, nostalgic decorations <clears throat> for your movie room is basically the, the art on the video box just like the art on albums you know, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that's about it, though. Although, you know, now there are more albums in stores than there are CDs. So, what's that tell you, too? People that are re embracing yeah. that nostalgia. Yeah. All right, Timmy, another barn burner. That's all I have to say to you, Buster. Well, I am going to be reviewing Free Guy on this morning show on Thursday. And hopefully, by that time, if you haven't already, you will have seen Val on Amazon yeah. Prime Video. Yeah. Love that guy, man. Val Kilmer, what a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. Great so actor. Everybody stream Val for free on Amazon Prime Video. It's one of the best movies of the year. I like it. Thank you, sir. All right. Talk to you Thursday. Everybody have a great week. Sounds good. Yeah. Timmy Lammers will be back with Hour 2.